1: This is episode 73 of Moon P Jug and Hobbs. Oh my God, we've been laughing, waiting for somebody to turn the record button on so we could talk about all the things going on in life. Some of them so, so good. Some of them so, so bad. Hurricane Ian, Cat 4, 155 mile an hour winds. And this is the thing. My wife and I go back and forth on whether or not at times I sound like a redneck. She says, if you say miles an hour when describing the wind, she said, that's redneck. It's miles per hour. I say it can be either. It's like deaf and deep. We've got into that before. You can say it either way. Okay. So listen to this. We're sitting there watching David Muir on ABC News talking about the hurricane and he described the winds as 155 mile an hour winds and she knows that david muir is not a redneck he's a network news anchor for the love of god it's miles an hour you can say it the other way
0: maybe she's thinking of miles per hour because that's how you would say it in a car but you know if david muir says it david demure
1: his hair is perfect yeah it is is he gay or not? That's what I want to know.
0: I have no idea.
1: I've Googled it. Okay. I don't care. Okay. But I've always wondered the other night I had a weird dream about David Muir. We watch him every night, five 30 on ABC. Okay. Do you remember last week on podcast 72 of Moon P. Jug Hobbs when we were talking about biting people's noses? Oh Yeah there was a story where some guy got angry about a parking place and he literally road raged by biting a guy's nose. So that story was then conveyed on the podcast. And I dreamt later on that evening that I took a big bite out of David Muir's nose. Oh my God. Oh, have you seen his nose? It's big.
0: Well. I, I I don't I think he's got kind of a Roman nose. I think it I wouldn't say that it's big, it's not, you know.
1: I look at TV news anchors. God, they're good looking. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen Rob Marciano? He's a hunk of burning love. And then you've got Amy Robach, you've got Ginger Z, you've got all of these people. And then there's this guy that's not quite as good looking. His name's Aaron Koturski. Aaron Katursky is on ABC News when the big stories come out. You don't see him that often. He doesn't look like a beautiful TV guy, but I worked with him for seven years in Texas. Yeah, he was my news damn guy. And now he's on ABC and I watch him and I want to get him on the podcast. I think it would be great because, you know, they send him to Ukraine and they send him everywhere.
0: Yeah, So he's a real journalist. He's the guy that they bring in because they don't have enough time to brief the beautiful people on what the situation actually is. It's like, no, no, we need the, ac- we need the information now,
1: <laughs>
0: as opposed to later. The best thing, though, that ever happened to network TV, and it started with David Muir, at least that's when I noticed it. Him and Rob Marciano, all of a sudden, whenever they have to go on lo- location, they're in a tight black T-shirt. When I was a kid, I could never, never imagine Walter Cronkite... You know, <laughs>
1: with
0: a black T-shirt, <laughs> all tight, just out on the end of a pier. Oh God, the wind! It's really, uh, it's blowing my really shirt back. It's, uh, it's hard to keep this baby on. You know, like, what is happening? News? Like, why do I want to sleep with news people? I, I don't want, I want my news from people that I would not sleep with.
1: You want ugly anchors? And you know, there's a song that Don Henley put together called "Dirty Laundry." God, I love that song. It's a song. It's still true. That right there tells the story of news. Did you watch The Morning Show, the show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell?
0: I didn't, but I did watch uh The Newsroom, which was done by Alan Sorkin. And uh yeah, that one was really the behind the scenes of a news organization. But that particular one, the news anchor was an independent. So he kind of was in the middle, which was interesting.
1: Wow. You got to watch the morning show. It's really good.
0: I will do that. Can you give me your Apple password on the low? Because I don't have Apple.
1: Do we We won't Do we share username and passwords? Okay. I got this buddy of mine. His name is, and we've had him on the podcast, Romero Ramirez. He's from Cuba. Ooh. You know, Cuba got nailed by Hurricane Ian too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And that's what we were talking about. We'll go back to that in a minute. We got off uh, on David Muir and his nose and his pecs and all that. Uh, have you ever been through a hurricane? No, I
0: haven't. Although I've been in contact with my uncle, Tim, who lives in Orlando. And he's not that terribly concerned. But during Hurricane Andrew, he and my aunt Anne were living in Miami at the time. And they lost the roof at like three something in the morning. And... For years, my my uh, aunt had PTSD and would wake up every night in the middle of the night because they just they were laying in bed and the the roof just flew off like in Wizard of Oz. So she was like, we can stay in Florida, but we got to move to Orlando. I don't want to be near the yeah. ocean.
1: I know that when I lived down in Houston, uh, there was a storm called Tropical Storm Allison. And uh, let me tell you the way it kind of works down on the Gulf Coast, especially in the south part of Texas okay, Galveston is right on the water and the location of one of the worst hurricanes in American history. If you Google that, you'll see the devastation. I mean, that town was completely wiped off the face of the earth. And that town literally was going to be the major metropolitan area. It wasn't Houston. It was going to be Galveston, right? Because ships could port, they could pull into port right there. Otherwise, if they had to go up the Houston Ship Channel, they'd have to go all the way in. And, well, after Galveston was lost to a a massive hurricane that pretty much killed everybody, uh, you know, they decided, well, we're going to move everything inland. These storms come rolling in from the south. And as they head northward, after they get over a landmass, that's when the rain really starts to come down. And on a Friday morning, I was on the air at 6 a.m. in Houston, Texas, and I had to do the weather, you know, and say, hey, 20% chance of rain today, maybe a little bit of wind. Hey, it looks like a good start to the weekend. That's what I said. That was on the morning show. And later that day, the storm starts building and it builds up so quickly And dumped so much, it rained 42 inches in two days. Oh, God. I have pictures where the water was all the way to the top of overpasses, over the top of semi-trailers. It's insane. And, you know, what's going on in Fort Myers, if you look at all along the Gulf Coast, there is a song that I just listen to all the time during hurricane season. And I think you can apply it to any problem in life. And guess who would write something like that? None other. Yeah. Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Look up the song, breathe in, breathe out, move on. It's about a hurricane in New Orleans. It starts out. Have you ever been to New Orleans?
0: I, I have been to New Orleans. In fact, my kid's going next month. We just booked the ticket. So yeah. And Katrina oh. happened during my honeymoon. I was in Mexico. That was all that was on any channel. So that was pretty much, I'll always remember that because that was my honeymoon.
1: Very famous street there called Canal Street. Yes. Here's the beginning of the song. And I love this. Well-written. I bought a cheap watch from the crazy man floating down canal. It doesn't use numbers or moving hands. It always just says now. And then it goes on to talk about how a storm comes in. And if a hurricane doesn't leave you dead, It will make you strong. Don't try to explain it. Just nod your head. Breathe in, breathe out, move on. I could quote Buffett songs all day. Whenever something comes up in my life, boom, I can pull you a Buffett song. For the people uh, from Minnesota and all over the country, um, if you could send money to the Red Cross or whatever for hurricane relief, uh, that would be great. Google how you can help. I mean, there's a lot of my friends that usually after hurricanes, especially guy that we've had on the uh, podcast, Randy, the handyman, he will take a mission trip for the church and Uh he will go down and he'll live down there for three or four weeks in the boiling hot with all the bugs and no electricity and no air conditioning. And, and they try to rebuild and they try to get people started over. I mean, and you know, I really, have never been a very big fan of governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, But check this out. I've been watching the way he's handling this storm. It's flawless. I mean, he's doing a great job.
0: All politicians live for a good crisis and they love natural disasters because they can't be blamed politically for that. So this is, well, I mean, if you think about it, it is, I mean, when are you the most together? Like whenever there's a blizzard, right? That's when we all come together or tornadoes or whatever. But You can't say, well, you know, liberal, liberal tornadoes (laughs) ruining my town, coming in, wrecking things. But, you know, Florida is also very well rehearsed in hurricanes. They should be by now, you know, and they deal with it like we do massive snowstorms and extreme cold and all that kind of stuff. But he should do that. He should nail that. You know, and hopefully they don't end up just like, you know, $5 million short or whatever, how much money it was to send those people for the weekend to the Hamptons
1: for no reason. And now they look back. Well, we could have been in Florida on the Gulf Coast. Probably a good time to get out of there. Have you ever in your lifetime went on Amazon and not been able to buy something? It's only happened to me two times. It happened today. The thing I wanted to buy on Amazon today, unavailable, suave hand sanitizer, the spray. Hmm. We started buying this when we were in Florida, uh, when COVID very first started. Back in the day when nobody was supposed to wash their hands for 30 seconds, 20 times a day. This is when none of that was around. As soon as COVID kicks off, everybody's looking for gel and any kind of protection they can get. So we lived through that, but you know, we got accustomed to keeping sanitized with the suave uh, spray that is, you know, uh, supposed to protect you from COVID. Well, we go there today to refill. We just had some two months ago. We're thinking buy again on Amazon. It's not there, and we're thinking, what the hell's going on with the world? It's been recalled.
0: Oh, boo. What's it for? Probably, What's it recalled for?
1: It probably causes some kind of a bad thing.
0: So you, so you don't even know, like you could be having medical symptoms this whole time in the last two years and you would not even know.
1: And it was from swab. Does no. it
0: cause people to be distracted? Is that the side effects? Does it affect focus? <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's so Stop. many side effects to this. <laughs> Stop describing me, woman. <laughs> okay, I will.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was on a roll. I'm doing a roast tonight. I'm doing a comedy roast, so I have to practice on you.
1: So who's the roast? Who are you roasted?
0: I get to roast my dear friend, Chris Maddock, which is funny because, you know, you really should only roast your friends because you know I love you and you know that I, you know, I, I just, I'm teasing. I'm not, you know what I mean? uh same with chris you know but if someone like i don't know you if you're a stranger or you're a heckler and you want to roast no no
1: you know another thing that happened just today dermatology appointment ah and you can't get into a dermatologist that easy these days it takes some time uh, i've got a really good one he has gotten me through skin cancer mm-hmm. um, i had a, a a simple case where it was only 28 stitches in my face but today i went there and for two things he does an annual skin check but i had and i want you to visualize this uh, and i hope it it doesn't put you into a very dark place i had a mole okay it was just kind of a mole and it was almost under my armpit but not really but it was close right and you know how have you ever had a mole that has a hair start to grow out of it Mm -hmm. this hair was like supercharged
0: like and in what I, way? Like it, really it, it, like coarse or something?
1: No, it would grow so fast. Like three or four inches a day. And I could almost watch it. <laughs> no, right? I could really? watch. I could.
0: <laughs> What's going on down there?
1: I'm kidding. Oh,
0: okay. I, I'm like, I don't. Maybe it's from the hand sanitizer. Uh, <laughs> Where are you spraying it?
1: You heard about Katie Couric, didn't you? Breast cancer. Almost threw it through chemo. That was kind of kept quiet yeah. i understand barbara walters isn't doing too good either
0: yeah well it was kind of a coded message Whoopi said something on the view but she was saying it in conjunction with her birthday i think she's going to be or is 93 really i believe i'm right about that or pretty
1: are right. you a fan of hers
0: absolutely in fact if you want to treat if you want to read a celebrity biography and I've read a lot of them. I started reading like Kitty Kelly gossip books when I was like 10, because I would read when we were kids, right? There was, I wasn't allowed to watch TV hardly. So I went on in the summertime, I had to read whatever like my grandma or my aunt or whoever's house I was. That's what I had to read. So I ended up reading a lot of trashy romance novels and a lot of celebrity gossip. But the Barbara Walters one is amazing because she talks about basically every major historic figure for the last 20th century that she's ever worked with and how she started out in TV and her co-host basically said, I hate you. Women don't belong here. He was a complete jerk to her and she just had to just do her own thing. And no one else had done it before. There would never been a woman on network air as a co-anchor before her like her dad had a like was a theater producer and did vaudeville and like there's she has a sister that was mentally handicapped that they hid from the public like there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff in her background so yes big fan of barbara walters
1: she was a trailblazer
0: absolutely oh my god just the places she went like you know she would sit down with any dictator like Muammar Gaddafi or, you know, whoever, or Putin. Just sit down with him. I'm like, oh, I can't even sit comfortably in a room with my father, let alone some of these guys.
1: Yeah. And she was a great interviewer too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder
1: I wonder what her two questions with Putin would be.
0: Barbara would try to have one question and make him cry. She would oh, lean boy. in. She would know something about him. And, you know, I want to remind you of your fifth birthday. It was shortly after you lost your favorite aunt, your mother broke her leg. She was, you know, wheelchair bound, couldn't leave the house. You had to play with rocks on the street. I don't know.
1: Oh yeah. She did that with everybody. She was good at it. Uh, here's my two questions. If I had Putin here, have you ever bought anything on Craigslist? I wonder if they have that in Russia because think about, it, okay. Many times, you know, you don't put your name or your email out there on Craigslist. You could even lie and use a fictitious address. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's spammers all the time on Craigslist or whatever. But let's say an actual agreement was made for a purchase and you're sitting there and you're going to be selling a, uh, you know, a a three wheeled kids bicycle Mm -hmm. or some something like that. And you do your negotiations and they come over to pick it up and it's Vladimir Putin. All right? And you're like going, holy shit. Is that you, Vlad? Right?
0: No, his nickname is Putski, remember? Putski. <laughs> yeah,
1: wouldn't yeah, that be you're crazy? Just,
0: you're just garage door if it was a cinematic thing the garage door rolls up and there's like guns all pointing at you and then it emerges it's like i'm here for the tricycle i will pay rubles i will pay cash all i know is that everybody is trying to flee the country all the men are running the hell away and good for them Because there's nothing that dictators hate more than watching people run away from their agenda. Like, would it be awesome if Russia, if the Russian people could stand up for themselves and just really, you know what, screw
1: you. The other day when they had their referendums and they picked up the ballots with automatic weapons. Right,
0: exactly. Here you go. Oh, let me just stand right here with this gun next to your head. Make sure you get the right box there. Nope, not that one. Nope, (laughs) nope, not that one. That one, yes. There you are. Lovely. Have a great day. Here's a piece of bread.
1: Second question with Putin. Do you sleep naked?
0: I feel like he does. I feel like he's nude. And I feel like he also does those like, what are really popular right now, are those super cold baths you're supposed to sit in. It's supposed to be very rejuvenating. I feel like he keeps his room very cold. He has a cold bath. Like it keeps him virile and strong and manly.
1: My wife asked me uh, uh, earlier today, what are you going to talk about on the podcast? I said, well, we're going to do two questions with Putin and we're trying to think of what we would ask. And then uh, she actually was the one with that idea. Do you sleep naked? And then she asked me, Mm -hmm. Do you sleep naked because I've never done that, you know, since we've been together? What? No, I've never slept naked. Naked, I mean, after we did the wild thing and passed out from all the passion, maybe okay, because
0: that was what I was envisioning. I'm like, you got up and put clothes back on after the wipe off, you put the clothes back on.
1: This is 73 episodes (laughs) later that we finally
0: we're finally getting somewhere. I'm cracking the code. You're like, (laughs) I sleep nude always. The no only kidding. time I don't sleep, if I'm at home, I always sleep nude. I just don't, I sleep with clothes on when I'm at my boyfriend's house because he has kids and well, they're, uh, you know, they're young adults. They're not children. I don't want to accidentally like, ha, ha. uh, that, that kind of a surprise. Uh, but when I'm at home, no, unless it's the winter time or I'm cold, there's a lot of benefits to it. I can't remember what they are.
1: I slept in my undies, but I'll tell you what, uh, this is something I had these Karen Newburger pajamas. Holy God, my life was complete. I had a bottom and a top, and it was so soft and yummy. And I would get into my Karen Newburgers at night. Of course, I would wear those every night. It was <laughs> like, you know, if you wear your Karen Newbergers <laughs> and jump on a temper pedic bed, you yeah. have now died and gone to heaven.
0: I don't and, know of this brand. I've never and, heard of this.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I used to get into these random uh, pajama brands and i would try to find designers that i liked and you know i know it's kind of a weird fetish but you know well how
0: okay. how do you spell it because i now now i'm fascinated because i am really into my sleep ritual now and winter's coming and if there's some fantastic pajamas i need
1: the name is karen newberger they have them on amazon so nice
0: i mean i don't see any mens
1: <laughs> well, I would wear the women's. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I love that. They stopped making the men's, so I wore the woman's. What's your two questions with Putin?
0: Have you ever snuck liquor from your parents' liquor cabinet?
1: I did. We'd always fill it up with water. I think I used
0: to throw cocktail parties at my house after school. Really? Mm-hmm. My parents had a bar downstairs and like they had like a party or two, maybe a year. And so there would be all these bottles of liquor and they didn't really drink that much. And so, yeah. But then, you know, then you'd get down to the bad stuff like the like the Blackberry brandy and what question number two, have you ever thrown away or hidden a lover's ugly article of clothing without telling them?
1: I have not. Okay. Have you? Obviously you have. Totally.
0: But they weren't even really t-shirts at that point. I mean, they were disintegrating. They, they had so many holes. The armpits were out, stains, the neck just tattered. Like, what? That's a good shirt to work on the car with. I'm like, you have 30 of those. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any more. And you're showing your armpits to literally everybody.
1: And nobody wants that.
0: Well, it looks strange when you can tell it was a shirt that was supposed to have armpits that now doesn't.
1: Then it's pretty worn. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been known to not change things out quite quickly enough either. Ooh, here's another question, but it doesn't have anything to do with Putin. Okay. Is it safe to get your COVID booster and your flu shot at the same time? Or maybe uh, throw in a little shingles and a COVID booster mm. or whatever? And, you know, the other day there was a nationally known doctor. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was on ABC. Ajish Ja. That's his name. Ajish Ja cool, He's man. kind of taken over for Dr. Fauci. Uh, but I think he said, I believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for a COVID booster and one for a flu shot. And a lot of people need to get their flu shots because I can tell you this. One time I had a infection in my blood and I went septic and I could have died. Sure. I was pretty sick. But another time I got flu went to the hospital. I was so bad and I felt way worse than when I almost died. Yeah. So I get my flu shot pretty much every year this year. I'm not going to get the COVID booster. I'm going to skip it. Cause I'm getting something different. It's called Evu shelled Evo shelled. It's like a superhero Evo shelled.
0: <laughs> it's Ooh. Marvel's new character. There's a new universe, just drug names and they can really sell stuff. <laughs>
1: I love the drug names and I love all the uh, disclaimers at the end. So they, uh, they mention a product by name and they show somebody skipping through a park with a big smile on their face. And 10 seconds later, they list off that that same happy person can soon die of, and then they list 800 things. Mm. Uh, Another thing I wanted to bring up pretty excited about this. Have you ever been to summer jam? Uh, no, I think Toby Keith was supposed to play, but he had some health issues. Blake Shelton stepped in. I mean, they have rock, they have country, they have a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, And they've always had it right there uh, near Canterbury Park, our our horse racing track. Now, they're going to build a brand new amphitheater in Shakopee, Mm. and I think this thing's going to be about an 18,000-seater.
0: That would be so cool.
1: Have you been to the uh amphitheater at treasure island
0: i have not seen a performance there but i've been over that way but i was gonna say i got to last summer in vogue was in town and they performed at canterbury and i got to intro their dj i didn't get to intro them so i didn't really get to meet him which was kind of a bummer for a 13 year old me but anyway it would be so great if they had better seating because basically they built the stage and it was just kind of up where the horse track was and the acoustics weren't great. So it would be nice to have something big like that.
1: Well, it, it appears that that's coming soon to a shock of near you pretty excited about it. So, I mean, now we have some outdoor venues. I think there's going to be another one built uh, just off St. Anthony, Maine. I heard something about that oh. maybe happening. Wouldn't that be cool?
0: Oh, you know, there was someone who was trying to get something going north of the lock and dams in Minneapolis on the river because there's a bunch of like factory stuff over there. I remember someone was trying to get that off the 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 ground, but I think it was up more north towards like Champlin in that. But
1: I can say this is a great place to have an outdoor show in the summertime. Oh, God. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how can you live in Minnesota with the winters being literally six months long at times. The reason why is because the summers, although they start late and they end early, are perfect. Uh, for me, the weather here, from about May the tenth through about October twenty fifth, or sometimes maybe as early as first week of November, is just about perfect. I mean, it's not too hot, not too cold. This year we had no rains, so we had no bugs. I think I got three mosquito bites the entire summer, and that is so unheard of. Because usually here, you know, in the land of 10,000 lakes, that means water. Water means bugs. Mosquitoes flourish. And the next thing you know, you're swollen up and you got this pussy-looking thing on your arm. You just want to tear apart. And the Mm -hmm. next thing you know, a hair starts growing out of the middle of it. And you watch that hair sprout and grow. You end up at the Derm's office. It happens right here in America you know, we can talk football here for a couple of seconds. Have you been watching any football at all? The other night, the network did a promo and it was amazing. And one of the songs that has meant a lot to me over the course of my lifetime is a song by Neil Young. And it's called old man, Mm. old man. Take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. And what they did was they had a promo that featured Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is going to probably be the next Tom Brady. And they're playing against each other And the way this network piece, this, uh, you know, video and the music together. And you're like sitting there going, Oh my God, I've never been so intrigued by a promo in all my life. Right. And (laughs) you're shaking your head. You think I'm mesmerized by anything Tom Brady or what?
0: Kind of, although I do appreciate (laughs) that they are trying to explore, you know, really, Kind of the Don King method of really creating some good hype (laughs) for the match. You know what I mean? This has a Rocky three feel to me.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Mr. T. Yeah.
1: The other day it was weird.
0: Hang on a second. I got the cops coming by again. God, they're loud. Some, some pedestrian got hit by a dump truck, 700 feet from my building. Ooh. Yeah. That was earlier today on my citizen app. They're like pedestrians struck by dump truck. I'm like, Dang, that's not the thing you want to get struck by.
1: No, you know, what we haven't talked about yet is what we're watching and I'm loving the white Lotus. Really? Oh my God. Okay. I had no idea what this show was about. Didn't care to know. I've had plenty of other things to watch. And when the Emmy awards came on and I saw this show getting so many nominations, so, so many wins, And then I asked my sister, have you seen the white Lotus? She goes, it's so awesome. And you need to watch it, but it's a very dark comedy. Mm -hmm. It is about the staff of a resort. The staff has to take care of these very entitled, rich, white people who bitch about everything. And there's so much going on. It's really dark, but Oh my God, is it funny?
0: It's like being a radio producer.
1: Yep. Exactly right. Ooh, and then <laughs> we um, need
0: coleslaw in a monkey suit and I need it in a half an hour.
1: And, uh, and give me an interview with,
0: that was always your favorite to do to me on the air. Like, Oh, why don't you, uh, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and, uh, give uh, Beyonce a call, get her on the phone. Let's talk to her. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> could do that.
1: like I could do that. And then of course, we're continuing with the patient. Oh my God. Have you seen the sixth episode yet?
0: Yep. Watched it last night.
1: Oh, man. I'm telling you, this is one of those shows that I cannot wait to stream. Uh, It comes on uh, the network at 11 p.m. on Monday nights. That's when it's available. So we tape it and we watch it Tuesday night. And it is so, so good.
0: I thought I kind of knew where it was going to go. And now I don't. And I'm even more excited.
1: (laughs) There's stuff that's just awful. In this show, but it's fun to watch, (laughs) but it's really awful.
0: It's also scary to me when, and because I don't want to give it away for people that are going to maybe watch it this weekend or something like that, but but it is scary to me when they make shows like this. I'm always the type that's like, are we giving people ideas? Is this a good call? I don't know.
1: I know that it's already been reviewed for a new season and that's great. Uh, I started watching Dope Sick, Mm. And I'm into that a few episodes.
0: All right. You haven't seen anything yet with Michael Keaton. If you're only a couple episodes in.
1: I'm a big Michael Keaton fan as you are. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to keep going on that. What are you watching?
0: I just streamed in rapid succession, the entire uh, series of Dahmer. And I was actually looking forward to this because It's Ryan Murphy who directed American Horror Story, all those, and then, you know, Glee and all this other stuff. But, and it's his, kind of his protege, Evan Peters, who is one of the consistent consistent actors throughout the American Horror Story kind of universe, playing Jeffrey Dahmer. And it was very interesting because it's a case I knew a lot about. And like his best friend from high school had, there was a movie that was done and released a few years ago that was quite good, but he really explores and goes into Dahmer's sexuality a lot more. He was from Wisconsin, but the reason why he was able to exist for as long as he did and not get caught by the police was because he was living in low-income housing in Milwaukee in an area where the cops were pretty racist and, you know, ignored the neighbors. People called all the time. His next door neighbor called the police 20 times, 30 times to report him. And they would be like, it's handled. It's fine. And then he had drugged a 14 year old boy. The, uh, the woman sees this child being inebriated, trying to escape Jeffrey Dahmer, calls the cops. The cops come and the cops say, no, don't worry about it. We investigated it. It's his gay lover. Go back to your apartment. And they give the 14 year old boy back to Dahmer without checking his ID or anything like that. So this guy had multiple chances to get caught. So it was really bizarre. It's it's really interesting because it's also kind of an indictment of law enforcement at the same right. time. So, yeah.
1: I've thought about watching that. I just don't know.
0: I know you, Moon. My friends that do not like horror, I like horror. You would not like this. This is uncomfortable to me to, for me to watch. There was stuff I was closing my eyes at. You wouldn't like it.
1: Yeah, well, then I'll probably skip it. My wife has been bringing it up that she wants to see it.
0: She can watch it. I don't think you're, I don't think you'll have nightmares.
1: You know, we've talked about a whole lot today. We've learned who sleeps naked. Mm -hmm. We've learned that.
0: That Moon likes ladies pajamas.
1: If they're carrying new burgers. let's see what else we learned today. That's it. So we hope that you've enjoyed what we've done or not done today. I just hope that, you know, everybody uh, stays safe. Yeah. Support those in Florida, and we will talk to you in a week on the next Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs.